If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hey guys, good afternoon. It is time for another episode of Reggie's Expressions. It is Friday, uh, October 9th, and it has been one week since I've been back in the work game. And I got to tell you, I didn't miss it at all when I wasn't working. But you got to do what you got to do to pay the bills. I appreciate what they did for me. Me not having to work for two months at all and still getting paid. But don't tell nobody, okay? And I'm also not going to name the company that I work for. I have Carlos here. I don't know if the audio is going to be, uh, or the sound is going to be loud enough to pick up his voice, because you know he'd be talking with his baby voice. <laughs> so you'll probably hear me respond to some of the things that he says um, in the background. I know how much you guys love having Carlos on the uh, episode. Um, you guys ask about him often. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, uh, last week we had a discussion about... Um, what, what was it last week? What did I talk about last week? Talk about your clothes. Yeah, I got new clothes. What was the name of the episode? I forgot. Dang, y'all. I don't remember. I really don't remember what the episode was. What was it? Oh, my God. I got to find out. Okay. Uh, what a week. It was basically me summing up my week. I had completely forgot, honey. Completely forgot. But, you know, it happens sometimes. This week has been an interesting week. I... Like I said, I, I entered, re-entered the workforce and, you know, I, I feel a lot better. I think I had a lot of, you know, downtime and honestly, I've kind of adopted a it is what it is uh, mode. Not that I'm careless or I don't care about <clears throat> the outcome. It's just whatever the outcome is, it's going to be what it's going to be. I can choose how I react to it. Either I can be mad about it or I can be Reggie about it whatever that may be so that's the uh that's the plan and uh it's been working work has been doing good <clears throat> and uh you know I, I expect nothing but you know growth from myself so I'm really excited about that I did want the week to end a little bit better than it did but you know I'm glad I was able to get through it without um very much nervousness so yeah Carlos is working um, his schedule has changed a little bit, which gives him two days off, which is good because, you know, he's not off one day, work four days and then off another and, you know, however it was before. So, but, uh, that's working out well. Um, but, uh, I wanted to talk about something this week. Um, unfortunately we had another black unarmed black man that was killed, uh, by the name of Jonathan Price. And there's been a lot of talk online about, you know, us giving him the sympathy that he, he deserves um, because of what he said on his Facebook post. And I'm not going to lie. I was a part of that school that was like, man, you know, for him to have that thought process, you know, where he's never been treated in that way, 
uh, before, and the only way that he's treated that way ends in his murder. You know, it almost was, it was almost as if his experience was really trying to disregard the other experience, uh, the experience of what black people go through, the double standards and, you know, the racism that they, you know, tend to have to experience. But, you know, that was his experience, not necessarily everybody else's. So we can't, you know, hold that against him. He's still a person nonetheless. He's still an unarmed black person nonetheless. And, you know, his death is just as tragic, if not even more tragic, you know, considering the experience of him not having that and his ultimate demise was because of some racist ass person who decided that he was too black and he was threatening, you know, I mean, there's no excuse for this anymore. You know, I mean, the whole thing is, you know, it comes out, you see his Facebook post and people who, you know, uh, we dig in their lives and then we find out all these other reasons why, why they're worthy uh, of their death and it's just sickening, man. It's it's un, it's an unfortunate situation, and no matter what our, no matter what kind of citizen he was, he still deserves the same sympathy that we give George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, uh, Rashard uh, uh, Brooks, and uh, so on and so forth. So, I just want to throw that out there because I've been hearing hearing that bubble up, and I had to kind of pause a little bit, figure out how I felt about it. And, you know, I've come to the conclusion that I, you know, uh, mourn his death as, as, as tragic, tragically as I have the others. So that's unfortunate. You guys got a chance to see, we got a chance to see the debate with, uh, uh, Kamala Harris and, um, Mike Pence and, uh, you know, the Flasto of the show. Um, I know a lot of you guys saw that fly that was on his uh, on his head, and y'all interpreted whatever that meaning was. That shit was hilarious. I wish I would have got a chance to see it. Uh, the first note I got of the doggone fly was from my buddy Sam talking about, I know y'all see that fly, and that's right on par with him, because he sees little crazy stuff like that. And, you know, I'm pretty sure if I had seen it and I was on the channel, I probably would have saw it too, but... That fly's been trending. That probably that fly that fly probably did and gone at this point. Done lived his life about seven times, you know, and he's still trending in this bitch. That's hilarious. But you know that says a lot about you know our current administration and the shit that they put out there. You know, flies uh, stick to shit. So you know that was the analogy that a lot of people were saying. But it is what it is. Okay, so make sure you go out and vote, and we gotta make sure we hold our, uh, I keep saying this and I can't stress it enough, we gotta hold our uh, people that we vote in office um, feet to the fire to make sure that they do what they promise they gonna do. And if we don't, we gonna vote their asses out. I don't wanna hear about nobody talking about they vote, or they ain't voting. If I see you on my timeline talking about you ain't voting and all this shit's rigged, you're getting deleted. And I'm just letting you know right now. Okay? Alright? Because I ain't got time for that, time, that, that kind of thinking. You know, so, but, um, uh, I know I said a lot, that was a round robin and stuff, but you know what? I just had to get that stuff out, but I want to talk about something very, very specific here. Um, you know, uh, surprising to some of you guys, uh, I am an African American man. I'm a black man from Albany, Georgia. You've heard the story before, but I don't think you've heard it from this point of view. 
I am a proud black man, a proud African-American man, okay? I love being black. I love the experiences that I have that connect me to other black people that I don't even know just because of how we are. And it is, this is me professing my, my love for being, you know, for being black. I'm glad that I, you know, have a sense of cool about me that, you know, um, that can't be explained. You know, I'm glad that I have, you know, a skin tone that people try to emulate on Facebook. I'm glad that, you know, I'm smart and, you know, funny and, and, and black, like Amanda Seal say. And I'm just proud of being able to articulate, which I hate that word, my experience to people who may not know me. And they are able to, you know, understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. The one great thing I will say about this year is there was a reckoning with, uh, you know, with black people and black folks in America in terms of our experience, whether it's corporate America, whether it is the third degree that we get when we're in the store because we're frustrated about the situation, whatever. But we've been able to uh, have agency to express our disdain and talk about our experiences being black every day. And some of the things that we had to go through that we thought was just status quo You know, because it was par for the course of being black that people didn't necessarily believe because, you know, they were dismissing our experience for whatever reason, you know. And I'm glad that we have that level of being able to express ourselves. You, I mean, you see a lot of us being proud. You know, I I try my best whenever I see young black folks like me and Carlos went to um, uh, Volcano Bay and we saw, you know, these beautiful groups. Of black folks, you know, together. And I just, you know, had to tell them that, you know, uh, it was good to see them enjoying themselves and having a little bit of black joy that they deserve. They were beautiful people. They were swimming, breaking uh, stereotypes and all, getting their hair wet, doing all the things that they talk about us not being able to do. It was absolutely amazing to see. And it made my day. I still have a vivid picture of what all of those guys look like. Uh, in that pool, just living the best lives and again, having a bit of black joy. So I know you guys have heard me say that word a couple times and I want to tell you what black joy means. Black joy is anything in the black experience that brings us happiness. If that's just cackling with our friends or, you know, you know, talking about people as we go around, as we sometimes do, making up names for folks. And, you know, you know, telling people that, you know, um, you know, that your mama did it and all that other stuff is hilarious. And, you know, we have to take it in small, take it as much as we possibly can, because this world is hard as fuck out there for us. You know, we still have to code switch and and do all the things that we're doing just to exist in this place. And, you know, people still want to talk about how you know, how not racist this world is and how Trump is the best, you know, thing since sliced bread and all the other things that have come up, you know, and we just have to learn to cackle and love each other in any way that we can. Even if that means just calling up your, you know, uh, your father and your sister just sitting around talking about who's the favorite, you know what I'm saying? And, 
and, and, and, and, you know, remembering things that we used to remember that brought us joy. So I, um, I'm just happy, you know, to, to, to experience as much black joy as I possibly can. And, uh, you know, black joy is contagious, to be honest, it's very contagious. And, uh, you know, I don't know what it ha- what it becomes when it, you know, when another person gets a bit of your black joy, that's not black. I don't know what it becomes for them, but I know, you know, it is, um, you know, something that is transformative when we show up. So um, that's exactly what that means. And, you know, you just have to pinpoint those things out sometimes because, you know, you have to laugh to keep from crying sometimes. Ain't that right, Labadish? So, but, um, yeah, I mean... I'm proud of who I am, and I'm proud of the circumstances that I came through. I'm grateful for the experiences that I've had. I wouldn't change it for the world. I mean, I would love to have some more money than what I had when I was younger. And, you know, I would damn sure love to to see some reparations up in this bitch. But, you know, I've had a good life, and I'm thankful to God about the life that I've had, you know. And, um, you know, it's just... I ain't got no complaints at this point, you know, so um, I know, you know, for Carlos being a, you know, Spanish, uh, you know, gay male and his experience, you know, obviously growing up and even just being in America, uh, what it's been like, you know, for him, I know it was a reckoning for him to realize the experience that we go through on a day to day basis. Like he gets to see it front row, you know. And, um, I I don't know if I've ever got an opportunity to ask you, but how does it make you feel when you see, you know, some of the experiences and and differences when it comes to race? It's really sad to me. Like, we don't, we don't learn about racism. And sadly, I'm 30 something years old. I'm a 40. I have to learn and experience. And it's really sad. Because when, when we talk about USA, my country, we always think about the greatest and, you know, how beautiful and how free or the freedom that they say we have. And you come to pursue the American dream, but it's, not, it's nothing like what is on your mind or what you think about is. And it made me really sad to realize that it's not true at all. You have to live and experience that kind of situations. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, Carlos, uh, I've told this story before, and we're about to get ready to get out. Why did you pick this one? What? Why did you pick this one, Mark? Sure, yeah, the one in the code. Okay. I don't like this one at all. I just... I don't know. I just never. Well, even when I lived in Metro West, I never really liked coming to this one. Um. But uh, but yeah, I mean, he's he's got an opportunity to see it firsthand. I mean, there there's been experiences that I've had, and I try my best to call it out when I see it. You know, because you know sometimes I still even though. I know there's a different navigation or a different walk that we have to have when we're out in public and so on and so forth. Sometimes I just am surprised at seeing like, did this shit really happen the way I saw it? And I have to have a confirmation. Like I have to look over to him. It's like, did you see that? Like, 
am I making this shit up? Like, you remember the experience, and I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but you remember when we were at um, Kia, and, um, you know, I had to go back and get the key, Mm -hmm. and all the stuff that was going on. Yeah, I remember. What did you, what was it that you saw on your side? I was just asking for your extra key, and... um about the papers and the approval or whatever but they start telling you to calm down when we're just asking for some stuff mm-hmm. because you were big tall and black and they thought you were mad or you're going to do something crazy i was i was being menacing so the situation was we went to kia and i went to go get an extra key and i happened to just be driving there you know just on a day off with me and carlos as we sometimes do and when I get there, they tell me that the um, approval process isn't complete. At this point, I've had this car for about a week. Over a week. Over a week. Almost two weeks. And I was upset because they're asking for things that I had given them before. And I had, you know, kind of started to, you know, get frustrated because I was under the impression that when I purchased the vehicle and I left and I came back the very next day, and I gave all the documentation to the finance uh, um, person that that was it. And, you know, the fact that they're telling me more and more that, you know, this is just a process and blah, blah, blah. But as Carlos was saying is I'm tall and I'm black and I'm talking passionately because I'm frustrated because of what the hell is going on, you know, and they're policing my tone, telling me I need to calm down rather than trying to fix the situation. So it was just like, you know, don't police my tone. I have a reason to be upset and I need you to to acknowledge that. And to this day, I haven't been back down to Kia. I need to go get my second key. And I haven't been back down to Kia for that reason because I don't want to have to go through the, I don't even want to, it just put a bad taste in my mouth and I don't really know what I'm going to do, you know, when I come up to getting another car. But I think this car, I got it. I'm going to be with it for a while because I don't want to go through this process again. You know, we're having to deal with this shit because it was crazy, you know, that I had that car that long and the approval hadn't been done yet. So, but it's experiences like that, you know, where, uh, you know, your, your hair turns around about four or five times and, you know, people want to just correct your tone and, and not fix what they have to fix. And it's, you know, even just casual conversations like Carlos and I were talking about a young lady at Universal yesterday that had an expired ID, made such a big freaking deal that she was escorted all the way out of Universal. Like, you know, if they could have kicked her on her ass like they do in the cartoons, that's what they would have done. How much this woman acted out. Right now, everybody and their mama know that when your driver's license is expired, they send you a notice to let you know that your driver's license expired. You ain't even got to step in until you make your appointment online. How much? It's easy. But this lady didn't do it. And she made a big deal about how she should be serviced and how she wanted alcohol. Not once did it even occur to her that if she don't have her driver's license or she gets pulled over and her driver's license are expired, that's a violation and they can write a ticket for it. 
you know needless to say that she was white and because of her white privilege she couldn't see how not inconvenience or in, how wrong she was how wrong she was most importantly because not only that because if was by, she was by herself it would be no big deal but she got two kids where her two sons right so what kind of sample are you teaching them exactly and then most importantly you know about our experiences uh with cops like black people's experiences cops if something would have happened and we you know our driver's license would have uh, expired we don't know if that's the end of our life for us you know we have to be fearful and thoughtful of you know that experience that had never crossed her mind she was just like y'all are inconveniencing me because my license expired and i want to drink you know it's amazing that's that's a blatant example of white privilege and the first thing folks who have this privilege like to say is i'm not privileged i didn't have a silver spoon that was uh in my mouth that's not what we're saying we're saying that you have a whole set of problems a whole set of experiences that you don't have to experience simply because of the color of your skin you don't have to worry about you know um, a busted tail light and being stopped and that you being murdered you don't have to worry about you know being harassed in a store you don't have to worry about you know the um, you know mistreatment of, of black folks when you go to the doctor you know and you tell them that your chest is hurting and they tell you that everything's fine you know you don't that those are experiences that white people are never going to have to experience and that does make you privileged in that way you know um i said this and i'm going to talk to my therapist about this next thursday and he gonna have a he probably gonna have a rude awakening but it was even for me when i made the decision that i wasn't ready to go back to work on the 15th of of september he wanted me to go back to work immediately and i had to tell him that i wasn't ready and he had to go back on his word and basically extend, you know, my 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 situation. Because I told him and I was like, I, I told him I was ready, but he thought that he knew better than I did about me. Like he knew better than me about me. How that work? How are you gonna tell me about me? Like I don't understand. Explain that to me, somebody. If somebody could call into this show or text me or Facebook me or something and tell me how that works. You know, I just don't get it. But that's the experience that we have. And a lot of times we just look around like, is this serious? Like, is this real life? Like, for real, for real? Like, is this going on? And the fact that we're, an a we're able to express that more and people believe us now is a great thing. Now, we still need to start, you know, doing what we can to dismantle this uh, um, uh, institutionalized racism. Because that's really what this shit is. We got to do a lot to dismantle that. And, you know, it's going to start by us taking those racist ass laws off the books, um, dismantling the police department and, you know, America acknowledging um, the, you know, the uh, effects of slavery that it had on black people. And, you know, they do what they can to right their wrongs. Again, I said this before in an episode, uh, a couple episodes before, you know, they, you know, give the Holocaust uh, people and the Japanese uh, folks who were in the internment camps, um, 
and their um uh and not ancestors but their um what do you call it their other family members you know uh uh stipends for that you know because they acknowledge the fact that it put them you know japanese folks in you know as a disadvantage and the holocaust survivors at a disadvantage why haven't they done that for black people yet why is there a an argument about that being done and you know talking about black american or the black experience as if it ain't the american experience everybody want to go and wear the clothes that we wear and dress the way that we dress and wear all the tattoos and do all the things that we do but they don't want the experience of being who we are they want to be able to pick and choose their battles and that's the problem and the things that we have to swallow as black folks all the time to be able to just exist in this world and it's exhausting as hell it's exhausting as hell and i know i said a lot that was a lot of words suit but that's that's the reality of it y'all but at the end of the day with even the, all of that being said i would not change I, I i'm still proud to be black in this world and it's it's and i'm proud of my 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 husband's latin heritage too i'm not at all embarrassed by him i embrace his heritage there are some things in his culture that i wish that i can take i wish i knew more about you know uh my ancestors you know i did the um ancestry dna it told me you know some of my um uh you know dna uh things you know um i'm part you know 38 percent nigerian and so on and so forth i meant to tell you guys the um the results but i never did but um yeah, it's gonna be another episode. I'm gonna have to let y'all know. Um, but it was just—I mean, it was just like I learned that. But it wasn't—I mean, it didn't give me any more of a sense of who I was. It was just like, oh, okay, you know. And um, I don't know. It was—it was, it was kind of disappointing that I waited all that time for them to tell me that I'm still black. <laughs> just you know, specifically where my blackness come from. But um, and that—that's probably why I hadn't even done an episode on that <clears throat> but you know carlos has a sense of community he has a sense of of being proud of his heritage he can speak his language at any time and my language is english and even when i try to when i you know speak candidly people want to say you know tell me that i'm i'm being silly or i don't sound you know uh um i don't sound like myself or i sound like i'm ignorant it's just a lot you know, and I I yearn for that sometimes in my people, but that's just the black experience. I mean, a lot of us had to go and survive and, you know, we lost that sense of community as time went on. But, you know, we got to do what we can to try to get back to that. I would love to get back to that. So <clears throat> with that being said, guys, I appreciate each and every one of you. Um, I just realized that I did not do an intro. This has all been one take. Uh, I was going to do an intro and, uh, you know, I mean, it is what it is. So I'm going to go ahead and end it here. We're about to go into Walmart and go shopping anyway. And I just wanted to, you know, reach out to you guys, give you a, uh, what's up, let you know how things are going on this side of the world. And, um, just tell y'all that I'm proud to be who I am. I'm proud to be black 
every day and i just want to let y'all know that that's the case every chance i get okay so thank you guys again don't forget to subscribe share like comment uh again i'm on uh facebook reggie's reggie r-e-g-g-e-e-s underscore expressions with an s as well um on facebook and instagram um you can also follow me at r underscore eight i'm sorry a r e underscore e l underscore socorro garner on um instagram that is my personal instagram you can always add me there and uh you know like comment share and um you know subscribe and you know, I would really appreciate that we continue to grow it. I have seen my downloads go up and up every um, every week, and that's exciting because I feel like I'm hitting I'm I'm hitting somewhere. I'm hitting some chords, and I appreciate that. Appreciate the you know the day ones and the die the diehard fans or not fans, but diehard people who believe in me. I appreciate that, and um, it does not go unnoticed. So you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you again. And that was an episode of Reggie's Expressions. Peace. Anything else you want to say, Carlos? Peace. He got his mask on. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll talk soon. Peace.